reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo.
shall we pray? Father, we are grateful to you for this wonderful day. We pray and ask for the blessing of enjoying your goodness and your kindness. Let your word come to us. Let your voice come to us. Grant us insight. Grant us direction. Grant us light. Help us to find our way. Deliver us from getting lost. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. What a blessing to be with you in church today. And I want to welcome all of you to church. There is no place like the house of God. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Today I'm continuing to share with you on the habits of great men. Because I know you are supposed to be a great man. And you will be great. I said you will be great. Yes. Not everybody will be great. Why? Because not everybody wants to be great. Why is it that not everybody wants to be great? Because not everybody wants to do the things that will make them great. But the 17 of you who want to be great are those I'm speaking to today. So today, I want us to turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 14. We read this last week. We are going into it again. Because, you know, what I'm sharing with you is based on a very important principle. And that is a principle I shared with you last week. And the principle is that if you want to be great, you must understand that things work together before anything becomes great. Great people don't do things one at a time. Great people do five things at the same time. Some of you cannot do two things at the same time. There are ladies here who cannot make a stew and a soup at the same time. But my mother, she can make two soups, two, three stews, jollof, Banku at the same time. But today, today's girls, Ghana girls, one still at a time, sweet bishop. 
One steal at a time. Or you will not be great. You will not do well in life. Oh, and so ye. One steal at a time. Many things at a time. I mean, a proper wife. Or you're a papa What are you talking about? She's making cake here, pudding here, caramel here, stew here, pork chops there. Then fufu is outside. Receive some nice wife for your future life. And there are some brothers also. Who won't do well? Because they cannot do two jobs at the same time. Yes, it shows that you won't last. One job you earn for 80 Ghana cities. And you can't find something else to do. And I want When you come home, you want to eat pudding. Now, I am the one who advised your wife. Otherwise, she would have slapped you. You deserve a slap. Look for another job. And add it to it. And end altogether 1,200. That's when we can call you a man. So it's very important. That's why I salute today all lay pastors. pastors. Like Reverend Michael, Pastor Peter. Pastor Solo, lay pastors. They say Reverend Michael, ne Pastor Peter, ne Pastor Solo. To have Lady Pastor Abigail. What are you? A nurse? Not so. Yes, she's a nurse and she's also a powerful LP. Lady Pastor Abigail, or a nurse. a bank manager at this type of international IMF banks. And she's also a lady pastor. Lady Pastor Karen Chese Abefo Chese Amanone. We are seeing Krabaten Yina Yakambumu. Bank Penimpa. The lady pastors are even greater than their husbands because they are still wives. So, meanwhile, their husband is not anything. Chese Asofumano Kradie. Me bomb one basopai sans or sansoya or yere ekahu. Mitre Beme. Look, look, listen to me. If you want to be great, learn to do things. At the same time. May the Lord give you that grace. Yeah. When I was a lay pastor, I was doing about three, I was working about three hospitals at the same time. That's how to be great. Even still, I'm not great. I'm trying to be great. But some of you sitting here, you can't. If you are writing eight subjects, you must fail four and pass four. Then you take the other four for remedials. What you say, pa? You should be able to take all the eight subjects and clear eight A's. And so, shall now watch on Kratani, you know, I was saying, watch here, I was saying, watch in, you know, which channel in Aprecope. Somebody here. You are about 40 years. You, you still haven't passed your RME. 
Yes, somebody around here, 40 years. <laughs> Receive all things working together in Jesus' name. So today I want to take you to another principle. You know, my intention is to take some great people in the Bible and pick out certain things that made them great. But before that, I want to give you a general overview of some principles that you need in life. Now, I began last week from Luke 14, verse 28. It says, hmm, For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Next verse. Lest haply, after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him. Verse 30. Saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish it. Or what king, going to make war against another king, sitteth not down first and consulted whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000. Or else... While the other is, a, is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage and de- desireth conditions of peace. Look at the New Living Translation of this, very important. And if he can't, he will send a delegation to discuss terms of peace while the enemy is still far away. Now, in this story, Jesus describes two activities. Which are needed to be great. The first activity is building a tower. You cannot be great without building a tower. And the second activity is waging a war. Great people are fighters. Why is it important to build a tower if you want to be great? A tower, you know, its meaning is quite lost and faded in our contemporary world. But in those ancient days, towers were very important. A tower by its very name means it's a tall structure, a tall building. Why was it supposed to be tall? So, so that you could see from a great distance an army approaching from far. If you want to be great, you cannot only see your immediate surroundings. Great people have what we call foresight. They see far. Those who are not great cannot see far. 
A girl who is not great cannot see beyond the chocolate the boy is bringing or the fried rice the guy is bringing. All she wants, once the guy can bring fried rice and chocolate, I will marry him. But the girl who is great sees very far that this guy doesn't go to church. So if I marry this guy who doesn't pray in four years' time, not today they are eating chocolate. Today I am eating fried rice. A lot of people cannot see far. They are always concentrating on the immediate today. They will eat their money today. I mean, eat it. Oh, tomorrow will take care of itself. Is it this service I sang one day at a time? Is it here? Don't let me bring out my talented solo artist. Great people don't only look at today. When you are doing something, when you are taking a step, you have to think very far. I was a doctor. Well, I'm still a doctor. I am. And I stopped to be a pastor. I must have thought very far before taking such a weird decision. Yes, that's, I'm on a tower. They say that the old man at the bottom of the Iroko tree can see farther than the little boy sitting at the top. Few people think Far. As I'm sleeping with this girl who is not married to me, and what ma- is the future of this behavior? So which of you intending to build a tower? And of course, towers in those days were also fortifications. They were they were like castles. Why should the tower be strong? To prevent people from coming in. You must not allow, you see, great people don't just allow anyone to come in and out. Great people have what we call restricted access. Great people don't allow. And I will advise you your house, your bedroom, your car, whatever, don't just allow anybody, whosoever will may come. It shows you are not great. Great people, they, they allow restricted access. You qualify before you come in. It's very important. Otherwise, people who don't value the presence of a great person will, will, will trivialize your presence. I'm telling you, if you read Esther, the king, before the ladies even saw his face, they had to bat for one year 
Six months of certain spices and six months of because a lot of women don't bat. You don't understand what I'm talking about. I'm telling you. So before you come to the king, you must learn batting. I mean, I know that boys also don't bat, but it's it's different if a boy doesn't bat. If a boy doesn't bat for three days, I mean it's it's not it's not nice. But I mean we, we might manage. But if a girl doesn't bat for three days, no, I'm, even Esther, his his own wife, oh, his own wife, when Mordecai sent her, he said, No, 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 I can't just go. The king must allow me. So Towers allowed access to only the required people. Don't allow people into your life. They come in. Boys come in and go. Any boy. Any boy. Any girl. No, 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 no. It shows you are a little girl. And teacher said, and you're big piakeke. And I'm crying money but there'll a chess away in the packet. Even if you live in a compound house, your room should be a castle for you. And put say if you are a compound house, I would dine and no and I won't say what don't allow any friend, even if you are a boy, your male friends can't just come in and out, come in and out. No, sit outside with them. Practice greatness. So, so, so Jesus was talking about great people. Great people build towers to have foresight. Great people build towers for restricted access. And great people make war. There is no great person, no great pastor, no great businessman, no great husband, no great wife who is not a fighter. Now, I'm sharing from this story three C's that you need to know about. The first C is count the cost. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but let me just tell you. Say count. You, you, you forget about the cost today. Let, let's just put aside the cost. If you want to know the cost, get last week's message. The first C is count. Great people count. People who are not great don't count. Having grown up for about close to 50 years as an African, I can tell you that. Africans don't count. Say me me It is the typical black man doesn't count. Listen very carefully. Listen very carefully. If you are going to be great, one of the things you need to understand is what are my weaknesses? One of the weaknesses of, 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 the, of the typical black man is that he doesn't have a habit of counting. We like generalizations. The black African is not detail-oriented. 
don't like details. No. Like one day I was I went to look at uh, the work a painter was I was a plaster. A mason was plastering. I said, oh, the plastering, this side is like that. Said, oh, oh, Massa, no way you're painting be very fine. I said, hey, me now because I said, Shemizano. We need me. Oh, the Massa, that's where you Oh, Massa, Massa, Details. We don't count. Typically, poor people don't count. They don't count their money. Rich people count their money. I'm telling you, you may not look. One of the signs of a rich person is that a rich person counts his pennies. Poor people always doing show. Look, there are people who earn a lot of money but don't own a house, don't have money. Because, you see, if you count your money, you'll be very careful how you spend the money. That's why rich people hardly give. No, when you meet a rich man who gives, it means you have met a rich man whose mind has been taken over by God. But most, so, so, so you pastors don't don't treat rich people specially because they won't give you any money. I'm telling you, if your church will be richer, it's the poor, poor people who are one Ghana, two Ghana, three Ghana, four Ghana. But I'm telling you. Yes. When we're raising funds, this service, they give more than the other services with rich people. The rich members of this church are not in this service. They are coming. They wake up late in the morning, so they have to take their time before they come to church. They don't give. One of the things that makes me very, very happy with this church is that this particular church has got rich people who give. It's not normal. It's not normal. Most churches have got rich who do not give. Because, because, see, when you count your money, you'll be careful how you spend the money. Do you want to be rich? Count your money every day. A rich businessman must count his money. It will, you will realize that what you are doing and you are calling business is actually a poverty creating industry. Count. Count your hours. Count. Count your minutes. If you count your hours, you will see that you spend more time on Facebook than you spend in, with a proper book. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that if you count the number of hours you spend in a day, 
you realize that you spend more on Facebook than on other books. So you are on your way to becoming an illiterate, a poor person, a non-entity. If you count your hours, you realize that you spend more time on WhatsApp than in prayer. What you don't don't count, you will just be there. When you count, you will realize that's why David said in Psalm 90 that teach us to number our days. Verse 12 that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. When you count your hours, the only thing that will happen to you is that you become a wise person. Count. Yeah, count. Count how many girls you have slept with. You, you, you are about to die of HIV. Count. count how many hours you have spent studying maths. Count. So Jesus said, a great man who is going to build a tower to have foresight counts. Yes, Christ Count how many members you've had since you began that battle. Then you realize that you are a bad pastor. You are a bad Count how many times you and your husband, I beg you, count it. You realize that your marriage is in dire straits. How many times you have quarreled with your husband this year? Today is whatever February. From January till now, how many quarrels? Count it. You realize that the number of times you have quarreled with your husband in January alone is more than the number of times somebody has quarreled with her husband for 20 years. What will it do to you? It will make you wise. And great people become wise. Count. Count your minutes. Count the money you spend buying food for girls. Count your life. Many people are not aware of what is going on in their lives. Until you begin to count. Even married couples, in the, in the marriage counseling book, there is something called sexometer. It's, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. You see, you will not know that. It, 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 will, it will surprise you to know that your husband... <laughs> Let's talk about something else. Eh? That's the first C, count. And I'm just saying to you that Africans, we don't count. Africans are, Africans are generalizers. That's why we don't make us. Because you must be, you must be detail-oriented to make a car. To refine dust, to get iron from it. To make a car with a thousand and one parts. To make an aeroplane that can hang in the skies for 18 hours. You must count things. <laughs> you must count things. 
obeti me ya wiem hyen anase empo asase hyen bi ene nioma kese akese nya so ye obi a wo kan ade when you don't count so wan kan a when you don't get into the details of things so when fifi nioma mu a to know what is happening inside said ye be ya wo be hunu dia e koso wo mu and you sit back and just generalize now dey what teach no what can ni na afra you are on your way to not being great you have set up a business and you have put somebody there and you don't go there to count the things in the shop to count the money to count customers to count to count to count you are in the house and the person just brings a your friend is i know sales obeye obeye sales ubenga sales they would if you know be a store no be down no big man yeah most big people who do not go into the issues you are big ceo big md that's why in our church this is our little church here we have something called reviews hey yeah you you should wait this year we will not allow you to be a shepherd like that we will call you every week show us what you have done where are the members why is yasewa red you have to explain we don't just oh 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 our shepherds are doing well shepherds are doing well look it, it, it is until recently i've been a pastor for about 20 years it is until recently that i discovered that churches don't even count one big church one of our bishops went there to go and uh, have a like teach their pastors and he taught them about numbers in mega church there's a chapter on numbers big church oh. they said oh they thought that they uh, they all had is it 3000 chairs when they counted the chairs the chairs were 876 here 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 yeah i'm so sure to ask you how many people are here hey i'm also 2000 yeah 4000 but if you count yeah may you count your life amen may you count your minutes amen if you are in a relationship, count how many minutes you spend with your beloved. Amen. It will show you whether it's a relationship going to happen somewhere. Count. Count. You are going to marry a guy. Count how many hours in a month you spend together talking. I'm telling you. Take your WhatsApp and count how many messages you have sent her versus how many she has sent you in response for what you are dealing with for out for what's up now share their wounds someone will catch them no and i'm why you know the mouth kind count kind everybody's quiet the next c the next c is in verse 31 i talked about it last week i'm, I'm, I'm just i'm just packaging it sit that not the, what king going to make war sit that not down first and consult it that is Receive counsel is the second C. Consulting or counsel. And by the one I say counsel, you don't spell it C O U N C I L. It's not city council. Counsel is C O U N S E L. Advice. Kings take counsel. I am for a Non entities don't take counsel. Look at it there. What king going to make war? Sit that not down first and consulted. The New Living Translation says, will not sit down with his counselors. 
Kings have counselors. Let me turn this around. Those who take counsel are those who become kings. The wives who take advice in their marriage are those who become kings and queens in their marriage. You will never great in anything that you don't take counseling. A lot of the problems we have in life. And you will have in life. Because you did not take advice. Remember, listen. This is not an idiot. Or this is not some like a non-entity. This is a king. A king. Who are you? Who advises you? Why not two for? If you go to White House, look, advisors in the, in the White House, America, they are more than the flowers on the lawn. So advisor, advisor in this, this that, adv- adv- so advices. You cannot do great things without advice. You take advice from books, messages, people who have got sense. Some of you have surrounded yourself with area boys. messages, I, I have a pastor who advises me. If I wasn't a pastor, I would have a pastor to advise me. Who advises you? Kings take advice. King Solomon, the wisest. He had advices. Those are the advices Rehoboam didn't take the advice. Solomon. Solomon, The wisest of them all. You can tell how foolish a person is by the person's response to advice. If you read Micah chapter 4, you see that a lot of problems in our lives as a result of a lack of important people in our lives to advise us. Verse 9. Why does thou cry out aloud? Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Some of you, in two years time, you'll be crying in your marriage. In your business. That job you have just started. You'll cry. I'm telling you. Look. The Bible, eh, you, when you go around, you go out, when you come back, the Bible is true. Why do you cry out aloud? Is there no king in thee? Is there no important person in you? Is thy counselor Paris? Nobody advises you. Some of you, you are advised, but you don't take the advice. I had a convention or some strange meeting here recently. The spirit of counsel. Was it a series I did? A Tuesday service, eh? Yeah. The spirit of counsel. Those two messages. Go to my podcast. You'll get it there. The spirit of counsel. Very important for your life. Very important for your destiny. Who advises you? Why not two for? For pangs. You see, pangs is different from pain. No? Pangs are like biting. Not, not even knowing pain. I mean, like it eats your flesh. Pangs. Have taken over you as a woman in the labor ward. You should go to a labor ward and see a woman who is screaming. 
That's how some of us your life is. As some of us, your life is going to be. You are sitting here, you've got a zonal leader, noble people, university graduates, PhD holder, is passing you. You've not even been to school properly. A woman who has finished university is passing you. You dare to tell her you won't go to church. One of our pastors, she's sitting here. She went at the guy. So I don't know if he's here. He lives in aviation in the morning. Pastor, noble woman, married woman with children, university working properly somewhere. You, you've not even don't have a job. In the morning, this woman came to the house to fetch water for you to bath. When you finish bathing, he jumped the window and ran away. <laughs> yes, he's here. I don't want to mention names. He's here. She's here. Aviation. That's why I mentioned the name. He lives at aviation. If you are there from aviation, stand up. <laughs> because, see, somebody has come. See, the bustle work is not about just going to church or taking you to church. No. As you are accompanied with such noble people, you don't know who they are. Something from them will trickle down your life. Who are you? What do you have? Some of you sleep in cars. Some of you cannot even rent a house. You sleep in somebody's uncompleted house. And God has brought you close to a noble woman who counsels you. You will not because you are not supposed to be a great person. You should be on the baller with the vultures till you die. That's why today I'm saying that I'm preaching to only the 17 of you who are, you may be small today, but your destiny is a destiny of greatness. I don't know who you are. If you are here, you are the one I'm talking to. Yes. I'm speaking about habits of great men. It is the habit of a king to take advice. The habit of Solomon to take advice. <laughs> the habit of important kings to take advice. You are married. Who is advising you? You are going to marry. Who is advising you? Some of you don't even know that. Your husband has lost interest in you a long time ago. But it's just because of Christianity and an image. That's why you are still wearing a ring. That's why in Nigeria, the girls, they say, you got the rings, I got the man. Yes, you have the rings, I have the man. Who advises you? So you see, some of you sitting here, living coolly. Soon, you, it will be like you are in labor. You, 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 you will cry like you are in labor. Pain. This church, perhaps you may need to stand up and look around carefully. The, the person sitting by you, you don't even know who the person is. But we just come around and make ourselves into ordinary people. We are not ordinary. I am not an ordinary man talking to you. By the grace of God, I am not ordinary. There is no area of life I am involved in that I am ordinary in that area. I'm not an ordinary person. But I, I, in my lifetime, I have advised people who have told me in my face that I will not take your advice. They went and were in Nigeria, they say, buffeted, buffeted. Then they came back. Because you always come back. Today, ensure that somebody advises you. If you are a pastor, take advice. Do you, do you know what it takes to fill a hole like this? I must have something to tell you about your ministry. When I'm talking in a meeting, you are on your phone sending WhatsApp. When an important person like me, I'm talking on the, in the meeting, you are on your phone sending WhatsApp. It shows that in the ministry, you may not be great. You may have great thighs or great head or great legs, but you won't have a great pastor. I was saying, Obia Otufo, Fitine Kawonsu Po Bia Otufo, Sawaya Sofo Ban, now you are Sofo, Nasa Sofo Mapase, or Fred Jina. Now they wouldn't have done the You are in a relationship. 
You are not married. You are having sex. Nobody is advising you. What you don't know is that that thing you are doing. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who advises you? It shows that you are a small boy. It it shows shows you are kings take advice. Kings. I'm sure by this time Donald Trump is sitting in a room with advisors. How to how to handle the lawsuits. <laughs> yes. Who advises you? I'm anybody sitting here who does not surround yourself. Look, in the Bible, eh, kings had pastors who are not just preaching to them. He was sitting by the, David wasn't a pastor. He was an ordinary king. He had a beata by him. By him. If he wanted advice, he would call Abiata. What is the Lord saying? You are an MD. Which pastor advises you? I wish I, I think I'll continue next week. Let's stand to our feet. God willing. I will advise you. Get closer to your zonal leader. Be close to your pastor. Don't walk about. If a man proposes to you, go and tell your pastor. I don't remember the last time I was treated this way. I don't remember the last time I was treated this way. That a girl, most of the time, they come to introduce their beloveds to me. That's my beloved. Receive him. Pray for him. And I also pray for you. <laughs> I should pray for you. To come and say, Pastor, Emmanuel says that he likes me, he wants to marry me. What do you say? What do you say? That's, uh, you wait. That is Isaac. Isaac. Today, few Isaacs are in town. His father sent a messenger to go and look for a wife for him. Messing what? Jack. When he brought the woman, Isaac said, Charlie, once daddy has okayed her, I'm, I'm marrying her. He had a better marriage than some of you smooching yourselves and smooching other girls. Close your eyes, everybody. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.